All right, everybody. Welcome to episode three of Late Night Snacks with Kyle. For the first time, we're joined by a guest. It's my friend Aiden. Aiden's a Mets fan like I am, and we just watched a Mets debacle. But before we get into the game, we're just going to quick have a word from our sponsor, the Snack of the Night. Again, not a real sponsor, but it's hot dogs, because if you didn't know, hot dogs are the number one choking hazard in America, and that's pretty on brand for the Mets right about now. <laughs> so, Aiden, what did you, uh, you think of tonight's game? I thought the offense looked good, and I think we have a good lineup, one through nine. But then, you know, pitching is, is always a problem for this team, especially when you have a guy like Rick Porcello on the mound. And when we signed him, was not a big fan. This guy, he's done. His career's over. He's, he's had his moment. But he yeah. pitched, you know, pretty decently, I thought. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was expecting the worst from him. Like, I was expecting another, like, two innings, eight-run performance where I was just like, oh, just throw this, throw this guy off the bus before you leave the stadium kind of thing. But – I didn't hate it at first because I didn't think he was ever actually going to pitch. But I also don't think I ever really grasped the fact that he was getting $10 million. Like, I somehow thought it was like a $6 million contract. Or I was like, eh, like, money's a big deal. But, like, $10 million, oh, God, it's so bad. And even well, the lineup, like, this is, like, what, the second time they've shown up all year, third time? Like, they only show up on the road. They don't yeah. get home. No, so no. The roads games are all down the toilet at this point. You can only hit on the road. And when they play on the road, the pitching's never there. It's like – Exactly. Who knows what to expect at this point. Right. And but, yeah, um, pretty good. When uh, Corsello gets the ball in the fifth, it's eight to two. And you're like, all right, exactly. just give us a decent inning here and we should be fine. And he can't do that. So no. that's where it all went downhill. Yeah. Uh, Porcello, you know, he, he, he couldn't get it done in the fifth inning. And, I, you know, he, he was pretty, he was worked pretty hard. The first inning was, was brutal. Uh, he, he could have got easily gotten out of that with two outs, so defensive miscues and terrible shifts. For some reason this season, all of MLB, not just the Mets team, um, the shifts have been ridiculous, like really dumb and letting up, I think, a lot more base hits than they should. So that yeah, killed them there. I'm but. in general a fan of the shift, but the first inning, it, it was painful. Like it was yeah. – you got about four or five outs that inning, and the balls are getting hit like slow ground balls, and there's one guy on that side of the infield. And usually they work pretty well. Today they did not. And – I haven't seen too many examples of guys hitting into the shift, hitting out of the shift. It seemed pretty normal, but tonight was a real tough one for the Mets. It, they couldn't really get out of their own way early in the game, and the offense comes to life, and then one of the second or third times the offense shows up this year, the pitching decides, oh, yeah, let's take the night off, especially the bullpen. The bullpen was a disaster. Well, Just not one three. Mets starter has gone more than six innings this year. And when yeah. you have guys in the bullpen, and they're good, not all of them bad. I mean, we have Edwin Diaz's problems. Um, but, you know, Lugo, Wilson, even Jerry Familia to the extent have been pretty – Drew Smith, they can yeah, be Drew pretty Smith's reliable. Awesome. But when you're pitching them for four innings every game, game after game, day after day, like they're going to blow it. And so yeah. I don't really blame them as much as I did when we lost tonight. I mean, Dallin Detanta should have been – he's pitched two innings. He should have been more on his game. That, that's on Yeah, him. that was Absolutely. a really poor outing from But him. the he's other night guy, against he's Boston – a guy that you're expecting a lot out of when Wilson gave up three runs, like that was a Luis Rojas rookie manager mistake. He was, Wilson was gassed. He should not have been in that game. Mm -hmm. um, so those are like, you know, it's obviously two different situations, but we got to get like, we, we signed Waka, we signed Porcello. These guys are supposed to be inning eaters. That's what, that's all they got to do. They're, they don't have to be Jacob deGrom. They don't have to go seven innings, one hit, but they mm -hmm. have to go at least six if we're going to be a successful team. And deGrom's got to go seven, eight. Matt's has got to yeah. go seven. He's got to step up. I'm hoping that changes now that we're a little bit farther into the season. Like, it was a short camp, so they're getting stretched out a bit. That's unfortunate, but I'm hoping that changes. But especially Porcello, like, that's his thing. Like, he's here to eat innings. Like, Waka, not so much. Like, he's more of just, like, a back-end starter. 
Porcello, like, the stuff isn't there, but you can count on him for, like, in a regular year, a ton of innings. Like, he's a guy that will just go out there, throw the ball. And this year, I mean, he's got – he hasn't gotten an out in the fifth inning in either start. The last start, he went two-plus. This start was four-plus. He's given up, like – I think it, today was four runs, I think it was, because some of the runs got charged to Seawald, who didn't have it after he looked good last night. Chase and Shreve had a good couple innings, but, like, you can't be relying on Chase and Shreve to be the only guy in your bullpen that shows up. That happens, you're not winning. And right. with um, was it Batantis in the eighth, like on one hand, you look at Rojas and like, yeah, I mean, this guy is a big, like seven, $8 million signing. You're hoping him for him to be one of the good relievers in the back end of your pen. He's got to just step up and make some pitches, but he doesn't have it. And it's just like, get him out of the game at some point. Like he faced, I think five or six hitters. And it's just, you could tell after two or three, he did not have it. There's been a couple of games ready to go. And this season, he didn't have it, but. where where Luis Rojas has made some questions. I, I mean, I'm not going to go off like Mickey Cal. Like I went off of Mickey Cal like, a couple times last season because he he should have known better. But I mean, I understand Luis Rojas. He's like trying to get new. He's trying to like use his lineup, and he has to an extent use his lineup very very well. I think whether it be defensive yeah. replacements or putting like pinch hitters in, I think he's done a very good job of that on the offensive side of the ball. But it's the pictures. He has way too much faith in his in his top guys, especially the bullpen mm-hmm. guys. Like the starters, he has no hesitation pulling them out. Which in something like tonight's game, Rick Purcell was not having it in the fifth. Like I think yeah, he, he needed to go at that. He point. needed to go, but there's a couple of times where it's like, is is Matt's really got to go here? Is Degrom done really? Like these guys have been pitching for a while. I'm it's, hoping like, on Degrom, it's just a, he needs to have a couple like middle distance starts. And now that he's started a couple games with his back issue, he had right at the end of camp. Hopefully, he can go like 100 pitches now because if he doesn't, they don't have a chance. Right. The defense not good enough to eat those well, innings for him. Well, the game against Atlanta, I don't know. I think it's on. I think would it be? It would be on Monday. That'll be a big, big game yeah, for him this question to see because yeah. they gotta win. If they don't win that game, it's in my opinion, season's already over. Because if they don't yeah. win when he starts with the pitching they have, like they're not gonna win. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those games where it's like you lose a game like this. It's hard mm-hmm. to imagine it doesn't spill over to tomorrow, maybe Sunday. Like this isn't just a one loss kind of game. It's one of those games like when Diaz blew the save last week. It's like yeah, they're gonna lose tomorrow and they lose fourteen to one. Like, it feels like one of those. Yeah. Where. You know, it's not it's not the end of the world that you blew a game, but the way you blow it, it's just like you have no momentum going into tomorrow. And not that you can't reset it, but I don't really trust this team to. No. I mean, last year, the game against Washington that they choked really bad, which was basically like the exact same game as tonight. They bounced back the next day, and I think won two in a row after that, but then the wheels fell off completely. Again, yeah, I mean – this team is interesting. Good vibes from this team to right watch now. as like a baseball fan in general because it's. I've been thinking about it more. And more. I said this a lot. It's like the games they they're three and five right now, which in hindsight isn't the worst thing that could happen to them. Mm-hmm. They've beaten some Red Sox. You know, not great pitching, but offense is amazing, and their pitching I think, especially Peterson Waka, has been very well against done very well against the Red Sox. Um, but the the thing is here is like four. No, you know what? Three at least three of those five losses are losses that have happened to teams in 162 game seasons, like maybe eight times, maybe. Like yeah. Absolute just the destructive. Bad teams like, a lot. The yeah. Good teams don't. Like if you look at the Detroit Tigers organization, one of the worst teams in baseball this year, they maybe lose in a, if we played 162 games, maybe 10, 10 of those, 10 of those losses are bullpen yeah. implode or just absolutely just heartbreaking, like missed opportunities. To be fair to the Tigers, they're not really in the game late enough to have heartbreaking collapse. Well, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like the 14 to one game. I mean, people are upset about that game. I, yeah, it happens. I was not upset. I was like, we lose, you lose games. Like if like the yeah. night, Last night against Boston, I was like, all right, we're, we lose this game. We lose the game. Whatever. Like, you, you don't have it tonight. That's fine. Mm-hmm. 
but there's games you have to win. A game where you have to win is when you're up six runs yep. and your starter can't hold it down, but your bullpen should be able to keep – and you, then you add two more onto that, even though three runs come across for the other team. You should be able to hold a 10 to 5 lead. Yeah, that fifth eight, inning was a nightmare. Like, Porcello comes out, I think he walks, <clears> and then Seawald has nothing behind him in the fifth. And it's like, it's 2-2. You go up 8-2, great inning, but you got to shut down the inning a little bit. And even if you're going to give up a run, then, you know, keep it at 8-3, 8-4, 8-5, they're right back in the game. And they stretch it out again in the sixth, it's 10-5, and then the Braves get one more back, and it's 10-6, and the game's never really over especially right. with the bullpen they have, and then they go five in the eighth. And the Braves got probably 32 outs this game. They pro- yeah, they two extra in- I would say maybe one, one and a half, two extra innings of, of outs based on yeah, errors. The and just was poor. The defense yeah. was really poor. I mean, that's nothing new. The first inning especially um, with the shift, he gets two outs and a couple of soft ground balls find holes. <clears throat> yeah. The fifth inning, J.D. Davis blocks a ball, drops a ball in left field. That keeps the inning alive, and then Cano tries to turn double play little bit short to Alonzo. He needs to scoop the ball, and they can't turn it, and that turns into three runs that I think if they make those plays, it's probably one. They make those, they make those plays, the Mets win tonight. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, we don't know who would have picked the ninth and how that would have gone, so maybe well, yeah, not. Fair, but but you, you know. you'd like to think that – You're still up probably like, – you're still up 10 to, 10 to 8 going into the ninth. Yeah, you'd imagine so. And it's even but, more annoying because you just watch that 10th inning, and you can just tell it's going to happen. And right. it happens anyway. It like it's just it's the most predictable stuff with the Mets. Like I don't know, because I'm a Knicks fan and I'm a Jets fan, and when they lose games, like I don't get that upset because like you just know they're bad. Because they're exposed. The Mets, the Mets pretend they're good. So like the losses like hurt, and they don't just lose. Like if you're just behind a couple runs all game, you know it's frustrating, but you lose a game. Like these well, are funny. games like you just throw away. If you look at the Mets roster on paper just purely based on paper and not anything from this year. We're talking about, let's say, 2019 stats. And you look at all the guys they added and whatever they did. And, like, this is like – you're looking at this like, this is a good team, especially offensively. You've got guys that have been extremely good. you got the rookie home run leader on your team. You've got guys like McNeil, even Rosario, who stepped up his game. you got J.D. Davis broke out last year. And you're like, this is like, how do you stop this team? That's like what you see when you look at it on paper. Mm-hmm. But it's – it shows you the complexity of baseball. It's like – for some reason, with the Mets, more than any other team, it's like every, nothing works at the same time. Something is always broken, whether it's the starters. We had Rick Porcello give up seven runs in two innings. Yep. It's the bullpen tonight. Bullpen gives up, I don't know how many Rick gave up, three, four? Uh, I so think he got charged up. with four. But I think three was, earned, four yeah. unearned maybe. Either and way, then, he get out in the fifth. Like it's so like he got, inning. It's so Rick gives up four, but we're still up six. Bullpen gives up, what is that, seven? seven. Yeah, seven, six or seven. Or on Boston. Pitching gives up four total. Mets only can scrap out maybe three runs, go two, four for 23 in scoring position. Yeah, the, the two games at home against the Red Sox, like 6-5 and 3-2, but the Mets leave, I think it was like 27 guys on base in two games. Like, yeah. those losses happen, but when I they we had... happen in a week, it's so frustrating. And it right. just destroys all your morale as a team. Like, it's been right. eight games, and they've had four <laughs> losses, right? That so... maybe are – the kind of losses that you'll see over like two, two and a half months for a good team in a regular year. Like the Dodgers maybe lose like five of these games all year because they're really good. Not that the Mets are the Dodgers, but even like just a wild card team, like what the Nationals were last year, like they, they had their stretches. Like don't get me wrong, the Nationals, but by and large, teams lose these type of games like four over the course of a month, your average team, and they lost four in a week. Yeah. Like that's just a backbreaker. They're in fifth place National League East behind the Philadelphia Phillies, who have not played baseball and lost two games to the Miami Marlins like two weeks ago. Oh, 
Are they actually? I haven't really looked at the Yeah, I think they're doing it by winning percentage now, so they're yeah. behind them somehow. Yeah, that's, that's a weird situation with how that all worked out. Hopefully, everyone. And we all know the Phillies are a fourth place team at best because that is just. That's what they're that like. Yeah, so. This, this kind of feels like how the Phillies were last year, Bill. Like they're a lineup that looks good, and they just never. On had paper, it. and they just never had it together. And yeah. nothing ever clicked for them last year. Like after McCutcheon got hurt, especially, like they had games they would lose 11 10, they would have games they lose 2 1. They didn't really have like. Nothing worked in the They didn't have, like, they would have some big wins, but like, I felt like every game they lost, it was like the pitching was good and the hitting was bad, or it was the hitting was good and the pitching was terrible. Like, there was never really an in between with them. And that's why they struggled just to, like, get to, like, I think it was, did they even get to 500? I think they, they were right after, they, they got, like, a win. I think they won against, or they beat the Marlins, or they lost, like, three out of four to the Marlins, but there was the one win that got into 500 or something. Yeah, like they that. were right around 500, and they were a team that should have been much closer, like 86, realistically. Well, they were a, they were a World Series contender when they signed Harper, according to whoever the hell does that kind of thing, which is yeah. nonsense because they're starting picture. They're, Aaron Nola, in my opinion, is not that good. <clears throat> I still think he's good, but they don't have enough. That's neither here nor there. Marietta was awful for them in their – I think he was their number two or three last year. But like, they were relying on, like, Vargas and Drew Smiley. Yeah, for like big time innings and starts last year, like that's tough. But regardless, so the, Mets, like, the Mets are a new Phillies. Um, I don't yeah. see them. I don't know. But if you're the Mets, what I have a question. What do you think? What do you do? What do you tell? Like if you're Luis Rojas, what do you tell the team after like tonight? I mean, I think Porcello had a decent attitude in the post game press conference. He's like, basically, like we haven't played very well, and we probably should have won like seven of these games. Like we've been in every game except for the one. And he's not wrong. Like, not that you're going to win every game. It's baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll lose some close ones. You'll win some close ones. But you'd like to think, like, they should at least be 4-4, four 5-3 and four, five and three right now, and they're 3-5, which isn't the end of the world. But there's only 52 games left. So, you know, not that you're running out of time, but you're running out of time. Yeah. So and that's I heard Marcelo in the press conference. Uh, they asked, <laughs> like, any positives from tonight? Yeah, I got through four innings this time instead of two. I'm like, Rick, like, I, I know it's better. <laughs> But Rick, but Rick, you're not here to pitch four innings. I, I like Rick Porcello out. as a human being, but you know he's he's a bullpen arm. Please get some outs, Rick. That's all we want. I mean, I'm I'm a little I'm excited to see how Waka pitches tomorrow. See if he can continue some yeah some success from last season. A bit of good. Fluke. Yeah. Last I mean, had, I'm hoping he, not, but he had good second half. Uh, he had good second half numbers last season, so I'm hoping he just rides that out. Because yeah, he had I, some I didn't promise really signing at all. Because I just – I felt like he was always, like, one of the better arms with the Cardinals, and it was just, like, you never heard about him. Yeah. And I didn't really, like, look at his stats too much during the years, but I was just, like – just from, like, an outside perspective, I just thought he had kind of, like, faded. And I was like, oh, yeah, here, come be our fifth starter. I'm like, that's really what we're replacing Zach Wheeler with. And then everyone's hurt. That's the big problem with the Mets pitching. Like, all the starters are out. Stroman might come back. I have no idea what's going on with him. Like, he pitched four innings, but if he can't use his leg, you're not pitching. No. But he, well, yeah. Hopefully, he can get back. I'm, I'm, you know, if Waka can continue this, like, as long as he can eat innings, that's all he's got to do. He's got to be more successful at that than Rick Porcello is. Um, if he can do that, then I think he'll be in a good spot. And if David Peterson can even do that to an extent, if we can, and when Stroman comes back, maybe you even put Porcello in the pen or whatever. But I think what killed us tonight and what's been killing us all season is Brad Brack, Jared Hughes not having them. Yeah, in that's the, in the a big miss for the Mets. Like to have those two extra arms would have been huge because you don't want to be putting Chase and Shreve, Daniel Zamora in the yeah, game. Yeah, Daniel you're, Zamora you're is basically to. a guy they can't go to. Like he's a lefty specialist, and with the way the rules are, you can't use a lefty specialist anymore because of the three batter stuff. If teams balance the lineup the right way, like he's kind of useless with the way teams want to use, with the way the Mets want to use him. 
The only reason you would, I think you would use them is if you got two outs and yeah. there's a, yeah, there's a lefty coming up. Yeah. I never got that shot. But even still, like, he gives up a base hit and he, he, it's done Yeah, for him. But yeah, Brad Brock, Jared Hughes, they get back. Strowman gets yeah, back. Hopefully they, they get can back. pitch well. Hopefully they get healthy just from a human perspective. Like, yeah. This whole season's just crazy. There's, I'm honestly I'm, shocked that there's less players that haven't caught it yet, to be honest, with the way the season is. Like, with how many Marlins are added at this point. Like, the Phillies don't seem to be overly infected, which is a really good thing. With I just think it's a disaster that they let the Marlins play that game. Like, I, I mean, how do you have – what was it, like 14 guys on Sunday test positive? I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll just play anyway. Like, I don't know. Like, how do you let that know. happen? I know they were saying that, like, if they don't – I know Rob Manfred – which I think Rob Manfred is the stupidest one of the stupidest human beings alive. Yeah, there's no way he can still be the commissioner this time next year. I think he – Or whatever. Yeah, I like, think if you had somebody handling this whole COVID thing that wasn't him, I think we see, like, a lot more – I think what they should have done from the beginning is just had way more, like, hotel, like visiting team things, rules. So it's like if you're visiting a city, like the Mets are in Atlanta. Atlanta's COVID-wise is horrible at the moment. Yeah, compared so, to New York at least for sure. Yeah, I would say if you're the Mets in Atlanta right now who probably are having, are having a tough night at home at the hotel anyway, you'd say, okay, nobody leaves the hotel. Nobody goes yeah. to this and nobody does that. And I think they should really like make that a, a huge, like a big punishment for teams that break that kind of thing. And I know that the Marlins had some sort of – I don't know what exactly what it was with the controversy where it was like they. I don't know if they went to a bar. Or they basically went to a nightclub. After, okay, after well. the exhibition game that they blew like a seven run game in the ninth inning, they went to like a nightclub. See, that's the thing I find about the Atlanta Braves, which is funny. They're very, very good at coming back when the last innings down by oh, more than five runs. Hundred percent. They are just an annoying team to play against. They are very tough to beat. Like the game is never over in Atlanta. The Braves but, still worry me though a lot moving forward. Their starting pitching is not there. No, they've had a couple good arms, but the guy they have rolling out tomorrow is like a 20. I know it's one start for a lot of these guys, but like Newcomb has not looked good in either of his starts. No, well, he looked good tonight for the first three. 20 ERAs. Right. Like Who's Rick Porcello ERAs. Uh, I think it's like Tuki Toussaint, something Toussaint. I've never really heard of the guy. Well, we'll, we'll still find a way to lose that game. Games, but he got DFA'd. That is so nuts. Some random bullpen guy. That was a stupid move. He had one bad game. And he pitched game two of the NLDS last year, and he DFA'd I this year. I think they're worried about his injuries. I'm shocked no one took a chance on him. Like, Didn't he like clear him. waivers? Yeah, he cleared waivers. How? I guess because he was owed $2 million and teams don't want to pay him because baseball. Yeah, I guess you're not wasting money on this season. Just going I mean, like, fuck. Yeah. If we're pitching his fucking Baseball, fuck. I mean, the owners, they don't really care about anything besides money because it's a joke. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if $2 million – I mean, maybe he's not going to be a good pitcher, but, like, if you're a team that's, like, bad, bad, like, what do you have to lose? Right. Like, he's better than at least one pitcher on your staff if you're one of these teams. Like, the Tigers won 45 games last I'm sure, year. I'm telling you right now, he's sure as hell better than Rick Porcello. Yeah, uh, I mean, with the way Porcello looked Sunday, I mean, hard to argue against that. I still think he looked a lot better today. I think the Braves are still a good team. Like, he's gotten a tough – like, I, I was actually pretty impressed with him today with how he bounced back against the Braves because they just absolutely I did. dominated I was too. Like, this would, this would have been I'm, a decent outing against any team, but against the Braves, he could have come out there and just gotten shelled again, and I would not have been surprised at all. And he was all right. He, I think he would be a very good mentor, not for his, for his stuff to Steven Mass, because the way he, like, bounces back from that stuff. Oh, yeah. I think Mass is – like, a guy like Steven Mass, who has – I think he has really, really good stuff. And I think it's, like – I think it's some, like – I think it's, like, ace capacity stuff. But I think yeah, he's just – he, he always, like – every time I watch him, he screams at himself, and yeah. it's a mess. 
and re- the way Brussel was able to, to, to like retire Gray's hitters tonight, even yeah, after he was in some tough spots and just kind of level-headed, stayed cool, veteran guy. Lots like the veteran, yeah. So hopefully he can something good happens from that signing, and he and Steven Matz can step up because he needs to. Noah Syndergaard down, Marcus Stroman down. I'll cut him some slack. Like you can't predict like losing two no. or three of your pitchers with injury, but it's just you got to figure it out a little bit. And the offense right. needs to help these guys out when they do put up good names. Like, Matt's pitched well the other night. They didn't pick him up. DeGrom pitched well. They didn't pick him up. Uh, Matt's pitched well both games. <laughs> they should have won both match starts, and they lost both. Yep. And, well, you know, for a guy that, like you said, is super frustrating like with himself on the mound because he's a perfectionist, and I love that from him. But it's like he wants to win games. And when they just choke for him, it's like, oh, like he doesn't deserve this. He's just winning it. Both those guys, I thought, had good starts the last couple of days, but I didn't think they had their best stuff, especially DeGrom. But even still, the good starts, that, that just shows you what kind of guys they are. They both gave, I think, was it three runs they both gave up? DeGrom was two. DeGrom was two, and Matt was three? Was okay. Two yeah. so DeGrom, I thought, had like a pretty like bad, when you're looking at, I guess, air quotes, bad DeGrom start. Yeah. And it was still, compared to other pictures, a phenomenal start. Yeah, and if you get some help from this, and if you can't plate, win those games, you have no chance. You are not. You have. You are not winning any other game. But the fact when that they won the walk and Peterson starts is great because those are games you're almost expecting to be lost. But it's like you can't. You got to win all of. Like if you win those games, those should be bonuses to winning those round games. Yeah, well, if you win those games, it just shows you. Oh, maybe this team is kind of like ready to, to compete. Mm-hmm. But you can't. If you can't win when your top two guys are on the mound. And I, people yeah. are saying, oh, Stephen Matz is in the second. I think he is. I think he has Ideally, he's a three. Ideally, right. yeah, but I think he has the potential to be a number he two. He definitely could be a two. I haven't really seen enough yet to like, be confident in it, but he could definitely prove it's wrong. But, I mean, because even – He could be a two, 100%. So, I don't know. Let's see what his next – I don't know when his next start is. I think it's in Washington, if they get that yeah, far. Yeah, it's not in Atlanta. He's the guy that misses out this week. Lucky him. Washington for two. So, he'll pitch the Tuesday in Washington. At least he should. It will be interesting yeah. to see, though. Yeah. So that's basically that. Um, the Mets cause us pain. Uh, thanks for listening to episode three of Midnight Snacks. I was joined by my friend Aiden Eustace. I'll uh, provide an at in the description if you want to follow him on Twitter. Uh, thanks for joining me, Aiden. And until next time, have a good night, everybody.